to Get the Balance Right, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and agency owners looking to grow their business in a healthy, sustainable way. I'm Heather Zeitzwolf, CPA. I serve this community with coaching, profit advising, and virtual CFO services. Please join me as I talk with leaders in digital media, branding, advertising, design, marketing, and SEO. there and welcome to my podcast. Thanks for joining in. On today's show, we have Julie Fry. She's what I would call a matchmaker for podcasts. She hooks up people who have podcasts with people who want to be on podcasts. She makes it happen. Who would have thought like years ago that this would be a thing? But it is. I mean, who would have thought that podcasts would have been around? But anyways, yeah. So a matchmaker of podcasts. If you are looking to get onto a podcast or you have a podcast and you need guests, well, Julie Fry is the person for you. Now, here's my conversation with Julie Fry. Hey, Julie, welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Heather. I'm honored to be invited. Thank you. Can you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and how you got into this whole podcasting thing? (laughs) So... I'll tell a little bit of my backstory about how I got to be here. My previous business, which I sold in January, is a networking organization for women balancing entrepreneurship and motherhood, and it's called Business Among Moms. So I started that, well, I bought that business actually six years ago, actually seven years ago, and it was a blog. Um, I bought it as an exit strategy for my previous corporate job, and I was lured by the idea of passive income and not having to wake up to an alarm clock and getting to spend more time with my kids. So I ran that business as a blog for about a year and found that I suck at, <laughs> at just blogging. Um, I'm an extrovert. And so I need that human interaction to bring me joy and feel like I'm really contributing. So I pivoted that company to be more events driven. So we hosted live events throughout the Seattle area. And then I would partner with other women in cities across the country to do similar events where we'd bring entrepreneurial moms together and, you know, learn about running a successful business, learn about each other's businesses, support each other. So it was a great networking organization. I loved it. We did a big annual conference every year. At the end of last year's conference, which would have been in May 2019, I think I just burned out and the business had a lot of moving parts. I had a team, but there was a lot that was required of me to kind of keep everything moving forward. And I actually fell into a very dark, deep depression last summer. It was, uh, I turned 50 last year. And I think my personality is very type A and very goal oriented. And I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And I just sort of burned out. Took a long time to kind of get get right uh, through counseling and medication and finding the right fit and started to get out of that dark place and realized that I needed to sell the business, that I was no longer able to run it or kind of a combination of not being able to run it and no longer interested in running it. So fortunately, one of my chapter leaders wanted to take it on. 
So it's now being run by Debbie Laughlin Johnson, who's down in Texas. So I thought that maybe I just needed a job to kind of get me out of this funk that I was in. So I took a job with a startup, really cool startup that does online resources for twice exceptional kids, came on as the director of operations, and within two weeks realized like, what am I doing? I am, I've worked for myself for too long. I can't work for somebody else. <laughs> and she needed a different kind of skill set in reality for the position. So it wasn't a good fit on either side. So I'm amicably parted ways at the end of February, right when COVID was starting to heat up and seeing that my kids were going to do online learning. They're 11 and 13. So, you know, they're fairly capable, but it's still, it's a big transition. So I thought, you know, I'm just going to chill and not do anything for a little while. So in that space of just being and not having other things to distract me, I kind of remembered what it was that I love so much about BAM or Business Among Moms, and it was making connections for people. I love connecting people. It brings me great joy. I would do it for free. Then as I had this recollection, I was listening to a podcast And I had been listening to a lot of podcasts on like Buddhism and how to be happier, just all sorts of things. I had a little light bulb go off that was like, I wonder if I could connect people to podcasts and help small business owners. Because I was also really worried about what was going to happen to small businesses during this time. So I thought, well, you know, they can't speak to, you know, get their visibility out there. You know, they're going to be financially a little bit tighter because of all the unknowns. Podcast guesting is free. Um, You can do it from your own home. I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a try. So I guinea pigged a couple of my friends to see if I would like it and if I would have success with it. And I did. So I started this business. (laughs) So it's, I'm about three months in now and, um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm 51 and I know that there is something about turning 50 that is just, it's a weird time. Your body is going through changes for sure. Mm-hmm. I also had a realization that I needed to make some changes in my life as well. And I found that it was time for me to become an entrepreneur. Definitely had an effect on me as well. So for creative entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are out there, should they be thinking about being on a podcast? And should that be like part of their marketing strategy for themselves and for their for their firm? Well, I think absolutely. There's a lot of benefits in terms of podcast guesting to get your message out there. I am a big believer in storytelling and a lot of creative entrepreneurs are great storytellers. They have amazing stories to share. And that's really how audiences connect with you. You know, we do business with people that we know, like, and trust. And when you're in somebody's ear for 30 to 45 to 60 minutes, they really get a sense of who you are, whether it's in your ear or listening on your smart speaker. It's just a wonderful way to make a connection with your ideal clients. Podcast listeners are a very engaged bunch. Many times they will listen to the show on the day that it's released. They're invested in the host And because of that, when the host brings on a guest, that like trust factor automatically transfers onto the guest that they automatically trust you. So then it's a question of, are they going to like you and are they going to connect with you? Not everybody will, you know, let's just say it's a really small podcast that you're on and there's 50 people who listen to an episode a week. That's 50 people that, you know, could be your 
target audience or your ideal client. So it's really, really an amazing and kind of underutilized way in terms of my feeling of an important part of people's marketing strategies. Hey there, this is Heather. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, if you wouldn't mind, please hit the subscribe button now. That way you'll never miss an episode. All right, now back to the podcast. Do you have any tips for people that are considering being on a podcast, but they have no public speaking skills whatsoever? Well, I would encourage them to first shift their mindset because it is not speaking. It's having a conversation just like you and I are having now. I'm looking at you in the eyes, you know, I'm trying to make it so that it's as much like a conversation as possible because people don't like to be talked at. (laughs) I mean, think about when you've gone to a speaking engagement and the speaker goes up on stage and just blah, 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 blah. They're a talking head. That's not interesting or engaging to listen to. People like to listen to conversations. So I would encourage anybody who has some mindset issues or fear around that to think of it as having a conversation with another person. Um, Second tip I would suggest is to get clear on your area of expertise and where you can provide value to the listeners. Think about your clients and what problems you solve for them. That's your interview topic. So for me, I help busy entrepreneurs with podcast guesting that don't feel like they don't have the time, you know, that's how I help them. Those are just a few tips on getting yourself in the right space and doing some prep before podcast guesting. There's a whole list of other ways I work with my clients to get them prepared, but those are the big ones. How does a person even get booked onto a podcast? So there's a few different ways. Um, You can work with an agent or an agency, and the way that that works is they connect with you to get a picture of what your area of expertise is, what potential interview topics you have. They come up with kind of your marketing piece, which like I use a one sheet for my clients that has their bio, any previous podcast guest appearances that they've had, a list of potential interview topics, and a list of potential interview questions. And then the podcast agency or agent will then do all of the show research and actual outreach on your behalf. So it's a great way for somebody that wants to be on podcasts and values that goal in that they have more money than time to achieve it. The other way is to do it yourself and absolutely anybody can do it themselves. It is just a matter of knowing how to come up with your interview topics, knowing how to do outreach or being comfortable doing the outreach and following up. That is probably the biggest piece that you cannot just expect to send one email to a podcast host you don't know and expect to get a yes. You need to have a follow-up system in place, which is something that we do for our clients. The other way is to tap into your personal network. So that's something that I always tell clients and people I do strategy sessions with is you're just, you know, one step away from a potential podcast host, even if you don't know any in your network. You could craft an email saying, hey, you know, I help entrepreneurs do X. So I help creative agencies in your case, you know, get a handle on their on their finances and grow their profitability. Would you know any podcast hosts that would be interested in having me on as a guest? And just ask them. 
because people in your network, they want to help you. They just need to be asked because we're all busy. We don't have time to think about how am I going to help everybody? You need a specific ask. And if you've contacted somebody to be on their podcast and got no results whatsoever from them, Mm -hmm. didn't hear back at all, should you contact them again? Or at what point are you kind of bugging them? Or Yeah, more podcasts before you ask them again. How does that? Yeah, yeah. So my background is sales, and I had a reputation of being pleasantly persistent. So (laughs) there's a perfectly okay to follow up, but you don't want to email them every single day. I have a cadence that I've developed in terms of where I'm just touching base, and after a certain number of times, if you're just not getting any response, then I'll usually send a closing the loop kind of email, just saying hey, you know, wanted to check in one last time to see if this would be of interest. If not, totally understand, you know, best wishes, continue doing the good work you're doing with your show. Hey there, this is Heather. Besides being a podcast host, I'm also a CPA and profit advisor. I help creative agencies grow in a sustainable manner. Right now, I'm offering a complimentary healthcare check of your business. So if you go down to the show notes, you'll see a link and you can sign up. All right, now back to the show. How do you prepare for a podcast? What will ensure that you have a great interview? Do you have some tips? So one thing that I always suggest is really approach with a mindset of service. So think about, put yourself in the shoes of the listener and think about what they would like to learn about, what would be helpful to them. And just think about serving because if you're coming from a mindset of how can I be helpful rather than, ooh, I hope I get some business from this, you know, that's not the right way to approach it. So you wanna be helpful. Yes, you can absolutely get sales and leads from being on a podcast, but that usually comes from being authentic, treating the host with respect, being of service to the host, Um, being of service to the listeners, and also just storytelling. Really think about how you can incorporate storytelling into your conversation. Storytelling seems so vital and important. Do you recommend having some stories sort of in your back pocket that you can kind of work within the questions that might come up? I do. I do. I mean, you probably noticed at the beginning, I tell the story of how I transitioned from this business to Podcast because it's just not as interesting if I just say, well, I started it a couple months ago. Right, right. Because I like podcasts. That doesn't really give the listeners enough perspective into who I am and what's my why behind what I'm doing. So yes, and we all, like every day we have new stories. So just as something comes up or the host asks you a question, like go through your mental Rolodex of like, what story could I use to kind of accentuate this point that I want to use in my answer? Now, do you work with people to kind of coach them on what stories that they can tell? Or is that something that someone else would help them with? It kind of comes into play through our initial strategy call when I work with my um, retainer clients, where, you know, we all kind of have pivotal pieces. Like for me, the mental health piece kind of plays a big part into my story. And so, you know, that is something that I talk about openly on podcasts because part of my story. So usually during that initial strategy call, we'll uncover a few things that are really pivotal to the client's overall message that they're translating. So I won't 
teach them exactly how to do it, but we'll talk about why it's relevant. The one thing I will say is read the book Story Brand by Donald Miller. Like that is my new favorite book. I love that book too. Oh. Yeah, I'm a big fan of his and I have both of his books and they're, they're really, really good. As a podcast guest, are there common faux pas that you should intentionally avoid? <laughs> um, yes. First, there's a lot. Um, I'll stick with just the first big couple big ones that come to mind. So the first one, which I've alluded to a bit, is to don't go on a show and just sell because that's gross and icky and repels people and they'll probably turn off your podcast <laughs> and you'll never be invited back by the host so or referred to any other shows. So don't go on a show and do that. It's icky and nobody wants to hear it. The second thing I would say is don't forget to have one specific call to action at the end of the interview. Usually the host will say, you know, thanks so much for coming on, Julie. You know, where can people go to hear, find out more about you? And then, you know, I'll have a specific thing that would be helpful to the listeners. And it needs to be helpful, meaningful, relevant for the listeners. It can't be like, if I came on your show to talk about podcast guesting, you wouldn't want me to say, oh, and here's my favorite recipe for blueberry crisp. Like that would just be weird. <laughs> so it should tie into whatever you're talking about. Maybe I should do a show on blueberry <laughs> Julie, do you have any advice as far as like, if you've been on a podcast, how do you gauge if those interviews are driving sales through your funnel? Uh, tracking and measuring. I'm a big fan of that. So um, determining what it is that you want people to do after they hear you on a podcast. Like for me, it's email subscribers. So I have a simple spreadsheet that just shows the number of total email subscribers. And then I have the name of the podcast and when it airs, and then I'll track it with like, okay, how many new email subscribers? And again, because people listen to podcasts, you know, anytime, like somebody could listen to this show a year, two, three years down the road, but the majority of the downloads are going to come within that first week. I would do it at the end of that first week. And then just look and also note the topic that you guessed it on. So you want to start noticing what topics and what types of shows are really moving the needle for you. So if I see like, gosh, I get 30 new email subscribers from this conversation on a podcast that's really geared towards creative branding agencies, then I'm probably going to try to do more of those types of shows. I was wondering if you had a couple of different talks that you wanted to give mm -hmm. and if you had maybe some sort of different download that they could have that somewhat that you could track it somehow. That's yes. Yep. That's exactly it. So the download is, you know, in theory, your email subscribers tracking, whatever that call to action is, is exactly how you would do it. And once somebody gets on a podcast, what can the guests of that podcast do to help promote that podcast? I mean, do they go on Instagram, Facebook, let all their friends and family know what is involved with that? The first thing I always suggest podcast guests do is rate and review the show because again, it shows your appreciation for the host and having you on and it helps give their show more visibility. So anytime you can rate and review their podcast with a great review, they appreciate it and it helps with podcast platform algorithm. From there, usually both you and the podcast hosts are going to share on your social platforms. So they'll share on theirs, you'll share on yours, but then you can share from theirs and then 
in theory, they'll share from yours. Oftentimes, podcast hosts will email their lists about your episode. You can also do the same. You can include, if you have a regular email newsletter that goes out, you could have a section just devoted to podcasts appearances and you could highlight those. It's similar to if you speak for lead generation, oftentimes speakers will have a section in their email newsletter that shows upcoming speaking events. So just be kind of a flip of that where you're showing podcast appearances and then you're linking to those shows that you've been on. So that's a really nice way to help get the word out there. And if people were thinking about doing keynote speaking, I know that you said that being on a podcast is not necessarily public speaking, but you feel like it could lead towards something? Definitely. Because what you can do with your media one sheet as you get more podcasts under your belt is you can link to those episodes. People that are interested in you can use that as a way to check you out and check out your content. And a lot of podcast shows are now also streaming this interview on YouTube or they'll put the video on YouTube too. So people can get a sense of you, they can see you, they can hear you, they can check you out without actually having to have heard you speak. For those that want to get into podcasting, being a guest or maybe even a host, but they're nervous about it, are there things that they can do to sort of get themselves more comfortable with being on a podcast um, besides like talking to a mirror, talking to their cats, pretending they're on a show? Yeah, (laughs) that's a great, uh, that is a great, because I think we all have that fear of, oh, my voice sounds terrible. The first time I was ever on a podcast in 2014, I was excited to have been asked. I didn't have any goal or what I wanted to have as far as an outcome. I was just excited to be on it. And I was kind of dreading what my voice would sound like. And it actually wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I I hope that other people have that outcome, that they're actually pleasantly surprised by how they sound. Yeah, I think that if you are really nervous, there are great places to start. You can start with hosts that also have brand new podcasts. Don't be so hard on yourself. A lot of us tend towards perfectionism. I'm glad that's not something that I tend towards. (laughs) I'm more of a like, just jump in and do it and kind of learn as you go. But I know a lot of people do struggle with oh, it has to be perfect. And it really doesn't. In fact, if it's not perfect, it's better because you're more relatable. Yes. And you might say some ums. The other beautiful thing about podcasting over speaking is it gets edited. So if you twist over your words or if you have to clear your throat, it's likely going to get edited out. So that's the other really amazing thing is usually you just sound like the best version of you. (laughs) Being that I've been doing some podcast editing, I've noticed that the waveform of my ums are the same. So I Oh, funny. Oh, I think I'm going to be saying um pretty soon. People want to work with you, Julie. How do they get a hold of you? Where should they go to learn more about you? Yes, thanks for asking, Heather. So uh, my website is Your Expert Guest. And on the main page of the website, there's a quiz. Could you leverage podcast guesting to grow your visibility? So it's about a two-minute quiz. The end of that, there's an opportunity to have a free chat with me just to review your quiz results and talk to you about uh, what that would look like for you to be a podcast guest. Fun. Quizzes are always fun. I know. I love a good quiz, especially when they're short. Julie, thank you so much for being on my show. It was a delight. Thank you. It was so fun. I love, love, love talking about podcast guesting. Thank you so much, Julie. Hey, this is Heather. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the show, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating on iTunes or just simply tell a friend about it. And if you're interested in learning more about my profit advising and coaching, please set up a discovery call by using the link in the show notes. All right. 
Thanks so much and see you next time.